Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we are discussing a topic that comes up most when we placed a Q&A in our Insta feed. What is the difference between a planner and a stylist? What do they actually do? How much should they cost? And when should you book them in? This will be a two-part episode installment so that we can cover as many of your questions as possible. Hello, Andy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We just finished um, recording an episode interviewing Jasmine from Jasmine and Will Pajamas, which is an Australian-owned sleepwear company. And it was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, that's my dog, Teddy. Teddy. Whoa. Um, that was a, it was an amazing interview. So, it was so make good. sure you tune in if you want to listen to all about elopements. Oh, yeah. That's my dog, It'll Teddy. be out in Teddy. a few weeks' time. And it was really good, wasn't it? Because it was just about her basically saying, we had this amazing day in Tuscany planned. It was going to be great. There was only going to be a few people there anyway, but... It was going to be overseas and it was going to be magic. And then, <laughs> and then Andy threw the ball for the dog and it and rolled it on the roof. landed on the top of the garage. Whoops. Um, <laughs> anyway, tune in. It'll be out in a few weeks. We'll make sure that we let you all know. But it was just a real um, – I think it was something that people need to listen to because COVID is still kind of rearing its pesky little head and it just made – it just made sense and I think it will make sense to couples or brides listening that, you know, if you need to change your plans and reduce everything, then it's okay and it can still be amazing. Mm-hmm. But Loved Andy, it. how was your week? Good. I've got a three and a half week old who might start screaming in a minute. She looks like <laughs> she's she going to. She's a little mad. Um, but she's multitasking beautiful. to say the least. Between that and the dog. <laughs> yeah, I know because we can't but forget about the little mascot, Teddy. Yeah, and Laura, how are you? You had an amazing wedding on Friday in oh Dalesford. Yeah, it was so... was also another mini kind of moany, wasn't it? Yeah, it, 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 they basically did what Jazz, who we were talking to just before, has done. So they had this amazing party with 200 guests planned down to you know, basically the most minute little detail. Um, and then four months or three, five months out, we've had to shift into all the focus and completely replan a brand new wedding with 30 of, you know, their closest family and friends and celebrate a wedding and their wedding um, with a totally different vibe and different feel. So, yeah, it was a mission to say the least but um the day was I like I actually have no words I still have no words for it it was one of the most emotive weddings I think I've ever been a part of so it was pretty um what made it so emotive I think just the lead up and what they'd experienced and the trials and tribulations that had come with changing their plans and there were some pretty special like I'm not going to give anything away, but there was some pretty special musical little ads in there that meant like meant a lot to Laura's family. And yeah, it was just, I'm a really big, like a massive crier at weddings. I'm the big, their ceremony. Oh my God, I'm the biggest crier. It was like we were. Did it move you? And then you had Toby, Toby, oh, I saw that they uploaded one of their songs. Yeah. And they're like encased in this. 
like wonderland of like greenery. It was, yeah, it was an incredible wedding. It was just, there was only 30 of them. And for anybody who is out there thinking that you can't have a party with 30 people and it will be awkward, that is absolutely untrue. And they had the most amazing party and everybody was on the dance floor and they were riding on shoulders and it was just incredible so go for it but yeah it was fun and we're back yeah thank god we're back to doing our actual job at a physical venue which is so good so it was a great week for me yeah lovely (laughs) it was a great week okay well let's kick things off you're the actual expert you're the wedding planner and stylist so the perfect person to ask I'm gonna have to quiz you these questions today because it's your job. So you're the one that knows. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I can't ask any questions. So okay. a question came in from Teresa and she said, layman's terms, please. What actually <laughs> is the difference? What do they both do? So what does a planner do and what does a stylist do? And you are actually both. Yes. So can you kind of tell us what each one does? Yes. And people get confused between a wedding planner and a wedding stylist all the time. And... It's completely understandable, but they are so severely different that you can't actually, once you hear the difference here, you will not get them confused. Okay. So a wedding planner is a, it's, it's really basic, a person that will plan your wedding. So they don't stick to just one category. They will organize all your categories, catering, venue, photographer, cars. Most planners don't organize your personals. And I know from a business perspective, we don't. We, you know, your suit choice, your dress choice, your bridesmaids, dresses, shoes, gifts, that's all up to the couple. Um, But basically everything else from a planning perspective, we look after. So we're, we're, as a planner, you are basically the gatekeeper of all the communication between the couple and the suppliers getting married on the day, who will be attending on the day. You're in charge of timelines, bump in venue restrictions, um, invoicing quotes, booking confirmations. If a supplier is vegan, you need to make sure that they're catered if they're at the wedding. So planners do just that. They plan. They plan your entire day um, and buy your personal items. Like I mentioned, they are in charge of sourcing your suppliers, securing your suppliers, getting your invoices paid and getting you down the aisle on your wedding day, making sure that everything runs super smoothly. A stylist is a creative who works alongside um, a florist and a graphic designer to build up your aesthetic for the day and make it creatively cohesive. So you're funneling all your inspiration, inspo picks through one person who will then collate everything and develop a entire style file that literally will cover your color palette, your logistical requirements, your decor and hire additions, your um, floristry suggestions, your signage and stationary options. Did I say that? So, but it's your creative, your creative only. They don't look after your photographer. They don't look after your wedding cars. It is purely the aesthetic of your day. And most of the time, if you're going with an established creative company, they will work to a budget, either a, some more reputable, um, larger scale suppliers that have been on 
the game for a lot longer, have a minimum spend that clients must hit so that they can achieve the the same caliber of wedding that you are going to them for because you're looking at their inspiration. You're going, oh my gosh, I love this incredible wedding that you did. And you're like, yes, well, most of our weddings cost between X and Y. So we have a minimum spend to be able to achieve this for everybody. Um, Some styling companies you can go to and they're like, we'll work to your budget, but this is all you can afford with what you give. So a planner is the gatekeeper of communication and the one that will make your wedding day happen. And a stylist is who makes your wedding beautiful. How do you draw the line though? If you're like, why wouldn't people just or, uh, organize a planner? Sorry, I'm just trying yep. to think of how yep. we're wording this. Uh, and just send them inspiration photos of weddings that they just want to copy. Like yeah, why, yeah. why, why would do I need, need a stylist? Because per se, well, wouldn't I just organize a planner and just yeah. have them, you know. Yeah. Well, if you are a creative person or if you're in the creative field you probably only need a planner because you've already got that mindset you're already I'm kind of like that so I just so people who have no idea they have no taste or style would engage a stylist a stylist to pull it all together because they just have no idea yeah I mean what might look good yeah and I mean you might have a thousand different inspiration pictures but a stylist a creative will come to a your meeting and they will not just go through what pretty pictures I mean gosh we we actually don't ask our couples for inspiration pictures of weddings we ask our couples about their life their music loves their um their house their fashion inspo because from a creative point of view we want to develop a wedding that is designed for the couple whereas a lot of couples come to us and will give us and our styling team a picture of this you know, amazing, rustic, dr- like, oh, yuck, I said the R word. Oh, my God, it's in my business. It's almost as bad as the C word, COVID. Um, but like Wait, you're not dry- allowed to say rustic. Oh, yuck. It just, we need to move past it as a collective industry. Why? Because uh, it's it just, crap? I just, a crap it's look? Just, or? <laughs> it's never, it's very it's rarely broad. done well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and the <laughs> original term, like if you say rustic, most creatives will associate rustic with Hessian and like mason jars. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, and, and a couple might come to me and say, oh my gosh, like I'm getting married at metropolis which is a beautiful luxe big venue but they're like i love dried palms and something that will just not fit the venue whatsoever and so uh, other than having to spend potentially a small you know you might be able to buy a bloody country for the same amount of money you'd have to spend to reinvent a space like metropolis the best, the creatively best weddings are developed from a creative that is not just looking at the inspiration pictures you give them, but is taking into consideration the venue, the venue structure, the colors within a venue, its history, who you are as a couple. So a planner, depending on how experienced they are and, and what side of the brain that they really use as a dominant, they might just take what you want, make some suggestions, but literally give a brief to a florist and get that happening for you. A stylist will probably push back on some things and say, look, you know, you're going into a venue that's red brick and you want oranges. It's not, you're not, it's not going to work. You need to add in, you know, a, a solid cream base or a green base to kind of pare everything down a bit. So a stylist or a creative 
with a design flair will probably look at a palette and make some suggestions. Whereas potentially um, if you're just enlisting the help of a planner who is predominantly right side, so list making, they might not have the experience or the design or creative experience to pull back and say, you know what, they're beautiful, but where you've picked does not talk to what you want it to look like. Mm. And those are the weddings that you walk into and be like, kind of doesn't really match. Yeah. 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 So they're both, yeah, they're vastly different and they've got both a planner and a stylist have very different talents. Um, But, you know, there's, there's quite a few planners out there that are amazing creatives as well. Like after the Rock Weddings based in New South Wales, she's predominantly a planner, but her wedding's always created so beautifully because she works with incredible suppliers that bounce off each other and make the aesthetic cohesive okay so yeah right all right next question from lily okay i'm having a wedding on my parents property and someone suggested an on the day coordinator is this like a planner or something totally different yeah (laughs) okay good question people get confused about this as well because venues have a on the day most of the time an on the day coordinator. coordinator exactly so explain it okay so um Private property weddings are an entire different ball game, and if you, I'm not being biased here, but the amount of work they take to get happening and the logistical nightmares that you may face, um, over and above enlisting the employment of a planner is probably one of your first bookings. It is so different. See, even Teddy agrees. Um, It is so different to an on-the-day coordinator. And there's a few companies that that specialise in on-the-day coordination. So there's a Melbourne company called Pony Studio um, who – you know, her predominantly she specializes in coordination and that's something where you do all the back end, you do all the bookings, you do all the legwork, you book all the suppliers, pay for them, work out all what they require, how far away the band is going to be from a power source, do you need a generator, have you got cool rooms? There is so much that you've got to think about on a private property. Can you even seat the people? Is the grass level, um, you know, does the catering supplier have a tent? They can't, they can't cook food in heat, in wind. So there's lots of different elements with that, you know, you will not think about unless you have done events on private property before that you need to worry about. Um, a coordinator will generally come in sort of six to eight weeks beforehand, get everything that you've done and then put together timelines and logistical bump-ins for your suppliers that will then um, allow you to send them almost like a checklist of your wedding day, who's doing what, who needs to come in when um, and really streamline the whole process. But on the day coordinator is not a planner and will not do the hard work or the heavy lifting for you unless that is part of their business model and they um, and they uh, you, you know, you, you add that service on top. You either add a planning service on top of a coordination or coordination on the day on top. With our planning packages, it comes all in one. One, because I'm a little bit anal retentive with stuff like that, but two, also because the couple only wants to deal with one person and one person alone. They don't want to have to swap halfway through their planning journey to then talk to another company about figuring out things on the day. Mm, so okay. it's imperative if you're doing a wedding that's got a structure build up so a private property with a marquee um 
a venue that doesn't usually, you know, we were talking before about venues that don't usually have um, like that weddings are their second source of income. So cafes, pubs, um, uh, RSLs, um, surf clubs, all those kind of things. You've got to be really mindful either you've got the time to be able to plan it down to a meticulous detail and you're not fussed if little things might go wrong or if you might miss something, then you can do without a planner and have just an on-the-day coordinator because they will come and at the end of the day develop a timeline that will get you through your wedding day. But if you don't have the time, if you don't want to, if you're unsure, if you're getting a thousand quotes and don't even know where to start, that's where booking a planner is going to probably be a better option for you because then they also run the entire thing through to you on the day and then they cover you. There are some catering companies if you're having a private property wedding that have a front of staff like a front of house or a um, event coordinator on site then and in those kind of um, situations you know we work with Blake's Feast quite a bit um, pot and pan quite a bit truffle duck with those suppliers we trust them imperatively to make sure that your day is going to run the way that we would run it if we were running it and so instead of having two people trying to run one day perfectly we will then talk to the catering company and the head of you know the front of house make sure that they know what we've planned with you sit down have a have a final planning meeting with the couple and the caterer and then on the day leave it up to them so that's also like we had a catering we dropped a wedding planning q a episode on catering oh not too long ago was it maybe last month I have to flick back and find that episode. But if you are thinking of a private property wedding, tune in and go and find that wedding planning Q&A episode on catering because we do delve a little bit deeper into what they can provide on the day that can make, you know, your life a little bit easier and that kind of overlaps with the whole coordinator thing. So, okay. yeah. Thank you. Next question. So how, okay. how far in advance should you book a planner or stylist and how much should I budget for one? Okay, um, so budgeting's really tough. You're going to get a planner anywhere from five to fifteen thousand dollars, depending on the level of service they offer, their experience, their contacts, and what's included in their packages. Um, styling companies are vastly different because there is a lot of um, fluidity in the styling companies. Um, <laughs> Um, so how far in advance you want to book your planner ideally before you even book a date (laughs) and if you are a venue if you are open to being able to be flexible with the dates then that is when you are going to get the best out of a planner a planner knows the ins and outs of contractual agreements which has been one of the biggest things with um, a lot of my couples booking our company actually recently it's just with COVID and everything that's gone on and you know we just spoke to Jazz about losing overseas deposits and how much stress it puts on people terms and conditions and contractual agreements are becoming a lot more important for you to look at a lot closer Um, So booking and your venue and catering is going to be probably your one-off biggest spend. So you want to make sure that you get it right and you don't trap yourselves into this amazing venue that closes at 10 or, um, you know, you you love the style of food, but they're $100 out of your budget, but you book them anyway, just because 
you just wanted them. So it's it's really you you want to to get the the best out of their services. You want to book a planner either before you've even booked your venue and booking a planner without a date is completely fine. 80% of my couples do it. We work our dates around our availability and their availability. Or if you've heart set on a place and you're comfortable and you're confident and you've booked it and you've got your date, then book your planner in. That'd be the next um, supply to book because they're the one that's going to do all the legwork to reach out to your additional suppliers and make sure that who you're going to is developed properly. Um, so that is probably when you should – to get to get the most out of your investment and generally with a plan you're investing a good amount of money, you want to get to them as early as possible. With a stylist, they've got long lead times and I think now is a bit different than normal because COVID happened last year and everybody is having pushback with dates. People have got three weddings on one day. It's a really big juggle, not only for the couple, but within this industry is really hard at the moment for a lot of suppliers to... Um, you know, have any availability. So a stylist, usually I sort of say booking a stylist anywhere from um, six to 12 months in advance of your wedding date. At the moment, you're probably wanting to book them 12-ish month in advance. But we don't start a creative until about six months out. And the reason that we do this is because your opinions, your quantity of guests, your um, wants, desires, hopes, inspiration, that's going to change. You, you don't – what you like when you're 20 is not the same as what you like when you're 30. Um, so rather than redoing your creative brief three times or changing suppliers three times, um, we always start it, you know, with a little lead time, which then allows us to really get the best creative brief to the couple, the most relevant, and then we're booking suppliers based on their creative. You know, there are some florists out there that don't take bookings more than six months in advance. So you could have this amazing wedding created on paper, but you can't actually book your key component, which is your florist, because they don't they don't take bookings six months in advance, like less than six months. So, you know, your planner book at the very beginning, um, and you know what? We have just pivoted, and I hate that word, but we've just in the last we've just planned an entire wedding in four weeks from nothing. Um, and we've got people on the books that ha are two years in the making. So the time to book it is not necessarily the biggest thing with a planner. It's booking it as early in your process as possible to get the best out of it. And then a stylist, you've got a little bit more flexibility. And if you do end up booking a planner, um, a lot of the time, if they don't have a component of their business that does deal with a creative side, then they're going to be able to use their contacts and use their relationships to get you the supplier that you need or the suppliers that you want to be able to create your wedding day beautifully. Great. And the last question from Christine, what questions should you ask when deciding mm. on picking a wedding planner and stylist? Um, that's a good one because I think everybody has different wants to come out of what they book their suppliers for. So some, you know, just from experience, some of our couples have us on as their planners just to be a buffer or to have somebody to bounce their selections off others have it as purely 
here's my date, here's my venue, here's my budget, please just make it happen for me. And then we go and do it all. So I think more so what questions do you need to ask a planner or a stylist? I think you need to go into meetings when picking these guys or picking your suppliers with a really open mind and then saying to them at the end of that, because they're the professionals, they're the ones that know what's included and what's not included for most of the things. So you've got to ask them, you've got to go in and say, okay, so what do you do? And then say, so what do you not do? And I think finding out what they not do, what they don't do is probably more important than what they do do, because that will allow you the ability to decide, okay, am I comfortable having to do, um, you know, all these, all these additional tasks that they might, that might not fall under their service? Um, can I go back to my venue and see if they do them? And then if, if they do them and my planner does everything else, then, you know, I'm basically covered. So I don't like if little things crop up, I can, I can deal with it. Um, you know, but, but the main thing is, uh, is, is going into a meeting with a supplier. And I think this goes for any suppliers that you're going to book with an open mind and to really lean on their professionalism and their expertise and, uh, hearing everything that they do I mean at our first meetings with couples I I will basically do 95% of the talking and they might come with us to me with no idea or they could come with me and open like an A4 exercise book and have 100 questions that they've got but by the end of our meeting which is always done over food and wine or food and coffee so you know it's always relaxed and not in this super formal setting but by the end of it they get a really good idea of who I am and what I provide and what my company provides and my staff and then what they're left with and most of the time I ask at the end I'm like okay so it's a massive information download. Is there any questions that after I've spoken and, you know, we've spoken about things, is there anything I've missed or that you've got? And half the time they're like, no, you've literally covered everything. Um, you know, they might come back a couple of days later and say, oh my gosh, I forgot to ask about, you know, um, how do I get my dog from ceremony to reception? But little things like that, that's that's nothing. They're, they're the nitty gritty details that, y- y- you know, we plan when we're doing a coordination eight weeks out. So they're not big things, but all the big things that are going to make a real impact on whether or not you employ a planner is generally set at the very beginning. Um, questions for a stylist can can differ. Um, make sure you understand what they, again, what they provide and what they don't provide. And if there are things like, um, pack down. We don't provide, you know, a company might say to you, look, this is our cost to set your wedding up, but we don't pack it down. There's an additional service. Make sure that you check whether or not they pack everything down that they set up. Some don't. And if they don't, you've got to make sure that you're happy to do it or your family's happy to do it either that night or the next day or your Does venue. Does anyone really want to do it though? Oh my God. I've <laughs> never come across. be happy to um, pack down never the day ca- after? Oh my, you wouldn't think so. I've Not never come over. across. No. Unless and I've got some very of- kind family and friends. Uh, but even then, do you want to ask them? I don't know people who'd really want to ask them to do that. So, no, I mean, our packages themselves have it included and there's no option to not have it. And there's something that you just don't want to have to think about or worry about. Totally, totally. And then to weigh up an additional cost, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't know. But there is that option with some companies. So, people have got to be super careful. Um, Again, make sure that you're asking stylists 
um, whether or not the external vendors that they're pulling in, so stylists will, you know, employ decor companies to come and deliver and set up additional decor chairing, um, linen companies, you know, all your additional details, make sure that they're, you know that that you're covered in their terms and conditions by the stylist as well um, and make sure that, you know, you're, you're asking things like, will you make sure that this supplier has done everything that they need to do? Do I need to come back and do anything? Do I need any additional payments? Do I need to organise anything in addition? 99.9% of the time, your planner or your stylist is a super professional company who will get absolutely everything done for you so you don't need to worry about anything. That's what you pay them for. But ask little questions that might come up at the time like pack down, additional fees. Always make sure that you say after you've heard their spiel, um, you know, what don't you include because it's what they don't include that's what's you know going to trip you up later um but you don't know that until you come to it so one thing I do have to say though and I'm going to put a little clausey thingy in here questions you should ask when deciding on picking a wedding planner or stylist planners are sometimes a little bit different you pit them against each other based on their um overall cost until you meet them stylings absolutely different ball game if you love a stylist aesthetic or a florist aesthetic book them regardless of the price and sub that additional money if you've gone over somewhere else do not pit creative suppliers against each other do not pick based on this quote was half you know five hundred dollars cheaper than this quote um for the same thing blah 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 every creative and it goes for every supplier but creatives especially you must resonate with their photographers photographers are creative they're exactly the same thing you've really got to build a relationship and love who they are and what they produce rather than necessarily their price and go in saying this is my budget can you work with it rather than I've got all these prerequisites for a creative supplier do you fit the criteria because you are never going to be happy with who you pick if you can't in you know if you can't afford the investment then you cannot afford the investment don't try and sub change pit against creative suppliers because you're going to run into trouble and at the end of the day you might select a supplier that's cheaper but you'll always be referring or sending um, inspiration images to them of the supplier that you wanted but maybe thought you couldn't afford and that's where a planner will help you in your decision making but I thought I'd just better chuck that in there because it is a question we get like how do you decide which company to go with and there's like you know um, transportation it depends on what car they have and what you like more and what the price is it's, it's pretty black and white but when you get to creative suppliers it's it's vastly different so so just be careful there I think um but yeah well thanks for all it. the advice I think we've clarified what the difference is between a planner and stylist. Yes, I think so. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. Great. Thank you. You've answered. If you've got any more questions about a planner or stylist, please shoot us a um, message on the You and Me podcast. So next week on wedding planning question and answer, we release, um, we're going to release an installment um, of what we discussed today so wedding planners um, and wedding stylists and discuss the pros and cons of hiring a planner versus doing it yourself 
are stylists essential and how to create connections with your suppliers when they play such a critical role. Um, and so if you have any questions or you'd like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our Instagram DMs or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at the com. Thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao. Bye.